Welcome to the Dungeon Master's Blog, the place where we focus on the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the ego of all other people at the table. I'm one of your hosts for this episode, Dungeon Master Ian. And I'm Dungeon Master Mitch. We are going to be talking about a very special subject today, funerals for your PCs. Should the inevitable happen and one of them die mid-campaign or at the end of the campaign? But before we do that, we have some iTunes reviews. Our iTunes review for today comes from DM Not Flawful Jared. I love that he distinguishes and that that is also his name on the forum. <laughs> it is entitled, I swear that I did this before, five stars. Okay, so I am completely sure that I wrote a review before, but it's all good because here I am. Put away that Wizards of the Coast Dungeon Master's Guide because it's over-bloated and it's surprisingly impractical. Ooh. <laughs> you want to know what is practical? The Dungeon Master's Block. These guys were able to break down the complex art of being a writer, actor, game balancer, designer, calculator that is DMing. Their advice ranges from simplified enough that beginners can understand to covering the intricacies of building a fun, interesting, cohesive world. Even if you're already listening to other D&D advice podcasts, any seasoned DM knows that new points of view are great. What are you waiting for? If you're a new DM or you've been doing it for years, this podcast is a great resource. <laughs> Thank you so much, yes. DM Not Flawful Jared, for that awesome review. That's, yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal that he's a fan of the show that much that... His handle was not Flawful Jared. <laughs> and with that, let's head to the meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? The flat meat back on the menu, boys. So for today, as Ian said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be talking about putting on funerals for your PCs. Sometimes... A PC dies at the end of the story. Sometimes they die in the middle of the story. Sometimes they die early on, unfortunately, yes. because of monsters or whatever dangers are in your world. And it's really important we would, we would stress, and we've stressed this in past episodes on death, to honor a, a PC's death. Because in honoring a PC's death, you honor the player themselves. Mm -hmm. We've had episodes where we've talked about death before, but in this episode, we are specifically going to be talking about funerals for PCs yep. and give you some ideas for how to how to put those on. But first, let's talk about why it's important, why this idea of honoring a PC's death through the likes of a funeral or some sort of memorial service of some kind, why is that something that's important? Well, I think in, in for me, in any of the games that I've ever played in or have seen played in or even in real life, honoring somebody who has had an impact in your life or the lives of your PCs is super important. Because you're sharing, in essence, through RPGs, through this role-playing thing we like to do, you're sharing your life, your skills. You had an impact. There is a dent there. There is a hole there that was filled by the PC. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that there's a loss. Because I don't know about you guys, but I've had characters that I've felt the loss of keenly. Characters that I've loved that have 
met their end sometimes in a in a great and epic fashion the kind of, the way that we all kind of want to go out i think but then there's also you know sort of the deaths that are tragic and just not timed well i guess is how i would put it but it's important i think to to honor the pcs because there have been times when PCs have died and players have been crying at the table. And like that that legitimately happens and I don't know if my group was just special or <laughs> or um if if like other groups do that, but I think that when there's a loss, even the loss of a of a game character, I think it can be felt profoundly. And when you honor the PC, when you honor the contribution the PC made to the story to the party, I think it helps ease cuz there's a bit of pain there. Uh, there's a bit of mourning there. I think it helps ease the the pain of that quite a bit. Everyone who has been playing D&D or role-playing games long enough, especially if they play in a campaign style rather than one-shots more often than not, they're going to know this feeling. Uh, I know I've had characters that have died and... It has been like one or two sessions that I've played with them and I haven't formed a connection with that mm-hmm. character and it hasn't meant a whole lot. But I also know that I've had characters who have died through a battle or a trap or some something and whatever it was that they died by, I felt that frustration, that loss, anger sometimes, yes. like especially in that moment when you first have it happen, it's it's an upsetting thing and in the end, that can be a good thing because it means that you've connected so much with that character. Yeah. And I've been in campaigns where that death has turned into a good thing because the group has done some sort of a funeral or memorial or taken a moment to like reflect on that. And I've also been in campaigns where it's it's either been my character or it's been other people's characters that have died and it's breezed past like it's nothing. And I know I've seen upset feelings and I've seen a little bit of like a frustration and it's a missed opportunity Uh when that happens for a, for a player that it's not, there's no focus. There's no honoring there. So I think anytime there's a a PC loss, especially if it's somebody that has been with your group for a long time or with the party, I mean, for a long time and has had interactions I, as a DM, like to see my characters or my players connect. And if there was a connection, I, I I don't let my players just breeze over the death. Because in reality, that wouldn't happen. And if we're trying to, if we're playing this game and there's fantastic role play and we're trying to drive story, I think that having the PCs reflect on the death you know whether that's through a funeral or you know a memorial service or ritual or whatever that that death needs to be honored because there was a lot of work there was a lot of time there was a lot of you know good roles and bad roles and lots of contribution and maybe you know that that character died taking one for the team or something and it's not just something that should i think be treated lightly because I feel like as good DMs, we shouldn't treat having a, a PC die at our hands, whether that's you know because of the monsters or because of the roles or whatever, treat it lightly anyway. So if we're encouraging our players to think about death seriously in this game, then we also need to treat it seriously. And I think part of that is setting up an opportunity for your PCs to honor 
that character. And it's something that makes a lot of sense. If you're part of an adventuring group, if you're part of a, a party, like at the table, we're spending hours together, but these PCs are spending weeks, years, years, whatever it is, together adventuring. They've gone through things that most of us will never experience in our own lifetimes, like fighting an ogre. Uh, And so (laughs) it makes so much sense that if a PC dies, there's got to be some sort of pause. It might not be exactly at the moment. If it's in the middle of an ogre battle, you're not going to be able to stop and like, cry about it then but after the battle after you escape the dungeon and honestly things might happen that even a body is not able to be recovered but all that said there should be that moment that there's a pause and there's some sort of funeral or burial or some sort of honoring of that of that PC's death in some way yeah some sort of reflection on that PC's life, celebrating what they did, how they helped, how they impacted the party. And I think for the for your player especially, that brings a lot of closure, especially if it's a if it's well done. It can help bring a lot of closure, sort of ease some of the pain, because it is painful losing a losing a, a, a PC like that. Because you do, especially if you've played them for a long time, you do connect with them. And it is sort of like a death uh, in in the way that we grieve for that character, even if it's, you know, just for the night. I think that all good games, all good campaigns are going to have moments where everybody at the table is laughing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have times where everybody at the table is upset or angry, having feelings that are not joyful, happy feelings. Yeah. But as DMs, I think that our... Our goal should always be not to avoid times like that of player and PC anger or feeling upset, but those moments should be something that you can build upon and have it turn into something that is a good memory. There have been times where my players have been frustrated. Ian, you could probably like think of times that as a player in my campaigns, you've been frustrated. You took my and T-Rex. You know what? So yeah, because we <laughs> <laughs> because because we all make mistakes, like there have definitely been times where I have not I have made my players frustrated and it hasn't had a good payoff. But my hope is that there has been times where my players have been frustrated and there's been payoff and they look back on that and they go, that was, that was frustrating at the moment. That was challenging at the moment. That was upsetting at the moment, but it turned into something great. And I think Mm -hmm. as DMs, Mm -hmm. we should be striving to continue to make ourselves better at doing that kind of a thing. Yeah. As a DM, you have to be aware of those opportunities. I think, and that's that's important because if you're not aware of them, you can't encourage your players to be aware of them, and you miss that fantastic role playing opportunity, and you also sort of miss a chance for that frustration to be smoothed over or vented. Even if a player whose PC didn't die, if that PC really connected with the PC who died, I think that there's going to be some genuine feeling there. And I think that the player can express that feeling through his or her character and sort of vent some of that frustration, some of that sadness, and get rid of it in sort of a cathartic and healthy way. 
So one thing that we wanted to talk about today is different types of funerals that can be put on for players. And I think that there's two things here that can be taken into account. One, by creating different types of funerals, you are adding onto the lore of your own world, which Mm -hmm. is always something that is great and is going to add depth to your world and make your players more interested. Also, when it comes to the funerals of PCs, I think this this is a great time to get that player who just had their PC die involved. Yes. Ask them what it is that they want, what it is that they wanted, uh, if there's a way that they left a will behind or... We just have a flashback to a time around a campfire where they were talking about the way that they wanted their funeral to be. Get them involved so that their funeral, their way of being honored is the way that they would want their PC to be honored. Yeah, well, and especially if it's a culture that you in your world have not explored fully or it's like a homebrew race and you you haven't like thought about death in the culture – to have your to have your PC or your player from the point of view of the PC say this is this is I think what would culturally have been acceptable cultural practice and and I have this example I shared with you earlier Mitch about hashtag Magic Mark uh, I had him playing a one shot with uh, Corey who I think has been on the show before and Corey and I are working on a on a project and we've decided to fill in some backstory for Corey's character and. Mark played a race of mine called the Bahur. They're like anthropomorphic bears. And I hadn't really thought about death rituals, but he wakes up and his entire squadron is dead. Hashtag magic Mark's squadron is dead. And he's the only one left alive. And so he was like, all right, well, I need – and he, kudos to him because he was like, well, I need to figure out a way to honor these before I, like, I run off after this trail that's going cold to try to avenge my avenge my friends. And he was like, all right, how do I – do you have any death rituals? I was like, uh, not for this culture, no. <laughs> so he took he took flat – he's like, are there stones or anything around? I was like, yeah, there are flat stones, you know, all, all sorts of different kinds. And he took the stones and then he took some charcoal from the fire and drew a holy symbol on the stones and placed them on the forehead of each of the, each of the, the fallen comrades of his. And I think that when you allow your PCs to have – or your players to have agency in that way, I think you can come up with some really cool cultural things that you can fill in. And now that's how this particular people group in my world honor their dead as part of their death practices. And I think that's that's insanely cool that he was able to do that, that he did that for me. I think that if you let your PCs have input on, or your player have input on that, I think that you can get a lot of buy-in from your players and it helps this guy who now know this this player who no longer has a character be actively involved rather than just sitting out for a session. Yeah, that's a great point. Like you said, there's there's all different ways to have different kinds of cultures have different kind of death rituals. So let's let's start talking about that because I think that it's important to not only get player buy-in by giving them agency into what type of honoring funeral they want but it's also something that they might come to you like mark came to you and said well what have you got set up and sometimes it might be i don't i don't exactly have anything so here let's build it together and sometimes it might be oh i you know what i actually do have something set up so let's talk about the lore and so let's give some let's let's brainstorm let's brainstorm off of things that we 
see in the real world. Let's bring it into a fantasy world. Let's talk about different kinds of funerals. So I think the first kind of funeral that is probably the most apparent to those of us listening is burials. Mm -hmm. A lot of cultures in the world do some sort of burial ritual. One of the ways that I like in a fantasy world is I like the ideas of a family crypt being something where the entire family gets buried in the same place. And that's something I feel like if a PC has family that possibly a father who died in the war or whatever, that they would want to be brought back to the city of their origin and buried in the same place as their family. Yeah, and if you've got somebody who's a cleric or somebody who's a paladin or somebody like that, burial you can take from like the Roman Catholic Church with the catacombs underneath Rome. You know, you could have a very special, especially if it was like a very sanctified paladin or cleric, you know, that has attained sainthood or something like that because of their deeds. They might be accorded a place of honor being buried in the catacombs underneath like the Temple of Pelor or something. You know, so you've got some of those different, I mean, you've got a, tons of different kind of burial sort of ideas to go with the the family crypt uh, the regular old cemetery the catacombs i mean you've got a ton of things to draw from and you can fantasize them if that if i can use that word i guess <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe in the temple of pelor there's no decay under in the catacombs underneath so they're always preserved you can come and see them as they were in life sort of idea yeah i think placement is something that is important as well like a pc might have wanted to just have a simple burial out in a field with an unmarked gravestone. That might be something that their PC would have wanted. And so to honor them in that way, but to still have a nice funeral where all the players, the the PCs that survived the dead one, get to have some sort of eulogy or something around this simple gravestone that nobody else, once they leave, will ever know who was buried there. I think that another option would also be like up on top of a mountain. If the PC believed in a heaven of some sorts, perhaps they believed that to be up on a mountain would be closer to their God once they were buried. Then, yeah, I mean, you could also take the Egyptian route, which is you bury them in something like a pyramid, you know, where they've got, you know, especially if it's, you know, sometimes we have as DMs, we weave in like the, hey, you're the long lost prince of like so and so and you don't even know it, you know, a sort of idea. And maybe once that prince dies, you know, they're buried in something like a royal mausoleum, a pyramid or something along those lines, whatever a pyramid would look like in your world and or a ziggurat or, you know, whatever, what, what have you. And you've got those sort of ideas in terms of burials or like if you've got dwarves. Dwarves would probably not even bury, they would entomb. So you you know, you'd have stone cutters cutting out royal family vaults, so to speak, or vaults for a, a house or something like that, where the you know, they'd be sealed in. Or you could even borrow from from Game of Thrones. You know, you've got the family crypt underneath underneath Winterfell and you can go down there and there are carved statues representing each person and they're entombed inside of a stone casket. Uh, You could use that for a dwarven idea or even a human idea uh, for your human cultures. I mean, you see that in, in Lord of the Rings too at Gondor, you know, you've got the Kings standing all around and, and you know, they, they're carved statues, but they're buried in stone statues carved in a, 
PC's honor is a great way to have them always remembered. Perhaps even to underneath each statue, there's an inscribed something about them, and to even have the PC themselves write that. And you can have it be that an NPC wrote it, but allow the player to actually have written it at the table. And so then you can read it aloud, here lies so-and-so, known for these deeds, may he always rest in peace. Yeah, I like the idea of, you know, we've talked about crypts and catacombs and tombs and even pyramids, because to me, that makes me think of how some cultures will have this sort of procession or even sometimes a parade Mm -hmm. where they bring the coffin up to the place of its burial, whether it's a pyramid or a catacomb or a crypt or whatever. And I think that's something that can be such a a great way to honor a PC in its death is to have them brought through the city being lifted high in their coffin. It reminds me of that scene in Lord of the Rings in Rohan where they're bringing uh, the king's son mm-hmm. into the tomb mm-hmm. and you have the song by Eowyn being sung. There's some great opportunities there. Yeah, you've got tons of stuff to draw from in that regard. And, you know, you've got especially like military funerals, you know, even in our own culture, like we have this sort of processional thing. You get the hearse and you've got like the cars flashing their lights and, you know, not to sort of interrupt that because that's a funeral procession. So we do have those kinds of things to draw on even from our own culture here in America, we've got sort of that same idea. Or you've got, like I was saying, military funerals. You know, if the guy was in the military or, you know, uh, whatever, or is being honored as an honorary member of a military, then you've got a whole other sort of type of funeral that you can go with, with an honor guard and, you know, weapons. And and you can really start to get the, the feels of your character out, especially if you've got something analogous to, like, the 21 gun salute. I mean, you've got some, like, good feels that you can start to encourage in your players. Uh, you know, I know that I'm always a sucker for a funeral at the end of a war movie. Like, I cry every time when those guns start to fire off because that's such a cool way to honor honor your PCs. Or if it's a wizard, you know, it's a even in 5e you could do this. You've got, you know, a 21 fireball salute or something like that, you know? <laughs> that would be great, yeah, like fireworks in the sky yeah. uh, to honor them, yeah. I think it's just such a great time that, you know, the players hopefully are going to get involved and they're going to say, have some words to be shared, but you can also bring in NPCs uh, from the PCs past that come to the funeral. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they were a hero for the city, that if they died protecting the city or just known as a hero you know you have them placed into their family crypt and then you just see you have this moment where people are just coming forward and placing flowers or holding candles out and putting them down by the crypt or bringing small gifts for that pc to be remembered by and like you said it's a moment to draw upon the feels and to just, it's a moment of remembrance. We've, we've talked about in D&D, there's oftentimes, especially because of the sorts of things that you're fighting, especially at higher levels, where you're not necessarily going to have a body. You know, it got eaten by a beholder or a mind flayer or got consumed in a red dragon's fiery, bre- like, you know, th- that kind of stuff happens. And so what do you do then? Well, you know, you could have, we, we have those sorts of, things in modern days in our times where people will fill a a coffin with 
memorabilia, things that remind them or like you yeah, said, gifts that remind great. them of those people. And, you know, if it's if the guy's a fighter, you might bring weapons, his you know favorite types of weapons, and you might put those in there, a set of armor. You know, you've got all those sorts of things that you can put into a coffin. You know, you've got those sorts of things that you can do to make it, even if you don't have a body, you can still make it a great, a great ceremony. So another form of a funeral that we are well familiar with, most of us, is cremation, cremating the body. And I think when we think of this for fantasy, it's obviously from real world, but I've seen a lot of people do the classic Viking funeral in their fantasy games. Yes. And I am not in any way dissing that because that is a great thing and people should keep on doing it because Viking funerals they're are amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what a Viking funeral is, it's when you put the dead body into a boat, push the boat out into the water, and then someone fires an arrow that's lit on fire and it burns the body up through that means. Yeah, and usually there's there's all sorts of treasures. Um, the You see this mm-hmm. sort of idea too in Lord of the Rings, although it's not lit on fire, but with Boromir, when he goes over the falls, you have like... The, the the weapons of his slain enemies. You've got, you know, um, you, can, you can have those sorts of things, gold and jewels and, you know, tokens of honor, things of that nature. And as the boat's floating out, you know, you light it on fire. That's a good point, too, that if there's an archer in your group, that that's a great way to have him honor that past PC is by firing that arrow off. Yeah. So the, the next way that you can do sort of cremation is by funeral pyres. And... You can, you know, similar idea, except instead of putting them on a boat and shooting an arrow at it, you stack up wood and you can put in, you know, the the bottom. Usually it's tiered. The more tiers you have on your funeral pyre, the more highly honored the person was. And Hmm. usually underneath the, the biggest tier, you've got jewels and gold and things of... Again, things honoring the person. And then, you know, uh, if he had a horse and the horse died, I mean, you see this too in, in Game of Thrones when Khal Drogo dies. You've got the, the huge funeral pyre and then it's lit on fire and it burns and it cremates the body. And, and you know, you can do it that way too. So there, there's uh, two types of main types of cremation that we see, especially in in our own medieval sort of ancient ways of doing things. I really like the idea, too, since we're trying to think of it in a fantasy world of there being like a dragon that's a good dragon that will come in and like a gold dragon that maybe will honor that PC by starting that funeral pyre with his very breath. That would be a really cool way to honor that PC. I'm already getting goosebumps about that, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you have, like, all the the people who have come out to see this funeral, and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's a dragon! And every, the King's Guard is like, "It's a calm down, calm down. <laughs> like, this is a good one. Don't worry about that. But another one that I really like, just because I feel like there's a whole nother adventure in it, is, you know, in real world, how people will be cremated, put into an urn, and then... Mm-hmm there will be somebody tasked to spreading their ashes somewhere that that PC wanted their ashes spread. And it might be more than one place. And I like that idea because, honestly, with that type of thing, you could be taking the death of a PC and honoring them through making an entire adventure based off of them. Yes. 
Yeah, exactly. It would be great if you had a PC in your party that died, was cremated, and wanted to be have his ashes spread in his homeland, of which you've never played in before. That would be such a fantastic way to honor that PC. Well, then you've got to figure out, you know, where those places are, <laughs> you know, and and that's a fantastic idea. And we see that in movies too, where we've got a person who's making a quest with the ashes to take them somewhere. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a relatable sort of uh, quest or story hook uh, for the next stage of a campaign. Or, you know, like you said, you've got a campaign that's closing and maybe your characters, your PC, your players want to play these PCs some more uh, and you can, you can take them into the next, to the next country, especially if you've never, if you've never explored it. So there are other ways. I mean, those are the two main ways that we talk about quite often, I think, in our culture, just because those are the two main ways that we bury people. Well, there's there's other ways that other cultures throughout history have done this. And I think one of the coolest is a process called burying in the sky. And it's a Native American practice that I think would be really cool for like a druid or a monk or somebody, something along those lines. Uh, depending on what kind of culture you have. But in essence, what it, the, the practice involves is taking the body to a very high mountain peak or you know the highest place that you can get, building some scaffolding up to get it even higher, and then taking the body up and it's wrapped in a shroud and you take it up there and you just let it sit. And that's sort of where you let the body lie in state. And, you know, it's, it's basically uh, in the Native American culture, it was giving it back to the, to the great sky, you know, to, to giving it back to heaven, basically, and allowing the body to, to decay that way. And I think that would be really cool uh, to incorporate into a world, especially if you've got a lot of druids and that's the way that they like to be buried. And you can get some really cool role playing moments from that, I think, especially since it's so different from what, what we're normally used to in our sort of modern setting. Yeah, it's that idea of like living by nature and then dying by nature, being brought back into nature and even taking it such a step forward that like even in death, I will be helping nature and becoming food for the animals that I loved in life. Since you were speaking of uh, Native American cultures, I also was thinking about totem poles and how those could be uh, added into a ceremony of death as in perhaps in a uh, in a culture in your world, there's family totem poles or totem poles dedicated to warriors of a, a tribe or a people, and they will add onto a totem pole so it grows as as people die away, heroes or family members of that totem pole. That would be an awesome way to also honor in death. Speaking of fantasy, another way that would be great, kind of hearkening back to cremation, but a little bit different is magical disintegration could be a way that a PC is honored in death. If they are a wizard, a mage, a sorcerer, perhaps they are a part of an order that the way that they are, they pass on the way that they, their bodies are disposed of is by having there be a, a mage come and they magically disintegrate their body, perhaps turning their bodies into arcane magic itself. And you can see these, this magic kind of float away into the wind. 
Or beyond that, perhaps it's sending the bodies to another plane of existence. There are all different ways in magic you can have to be able to send a body off. Well, and that that sort of reminds me of a Star Trek episode. I know you're not a big fan of Star Trek, but in Voyager, (laughs) you've got this culture that would send their dead into another dimension. They would teleport it to a very far away asteroid, and they thought they were teleporting it to heaven. Those sort of things. You can use the similar things of like in magic, like Mitch was saying. You could teleport it to another plane of existence, another dimension. Maybe there's, for wizards or whatever, there is an extra dimensional graveyard that they can go to. So often, you know, especially if you're Rich Howard or recently Mitch, you've got naval or aquatic sort of based campaigns, and you've got the opportunity maybe to bury someone at sea. But often the way that people would be buried at sea is very different than the way that they would be buried uh, on land because you really can't cremate, you can't bury in the ground. But what they would do is they would wrap them in, in extra sailcloth, sort of tie them up and weigh them down with a cannonball or with uh, with an anchor of some, some sort or another, and the, the body would just sink into the sea. And there was a very special, you know, uh, sort of eulogy that would happen from the captain and from his closest friends uh, on the boat. The bosun would blow his whistle and and then, you know, the body would be dragged down to the depths of Davy Jones' locker. And, you know, you've got sort of that idea of a burial, but instead of with the the ground, you're burying them in the water. And so you've got to, you know, maybe maybe it's not cannonballs because you don't have cannons or, you know, it's it's an but an anchor would work. Uh, just fine. One of the last points that we want to make is that when it comes down to your PCs, religion is also something that one should be important when it comes to a funeral because it should be important in your own lore, but also it could be very important to the PC themselves. Mm-hmm. If the PC believed in Pelor, then there should be some sort of, I think it would be appropriate to have them buried at sunrise or sunset because the sun is setting, whichever way. You can create your own lore based off the religions in your world, but especially for characters that are clerics or paladins, like these are devout followers of their gods, and so their funerals should reflect the gods that they followed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't, even in our modern context, there's often a religious overtone attached to to funerals in a lot of ways, and... So to have that as part of your world, even the way that a God operates or a God uh, related to God's dogma, you know, there should be some sort of attribute of your funeral service that, that pays tribute to that God, especially if the player was, or the, the player character was very much trying to keep in line with their God's dogma. And I think that's really important, especially if it was a great person of faith, to just not brush that off. Because, again, there are some great role-playing opportunities there. As well as focusing on the religions, also get your other players involved. Let them give eulogies and encourage them to give eulogies. Mm -hmm. Have them have different tasks that are getting the arrangements of the funerals together. Have them write letters to NPCs that would be important to be at the funeral of a player. There are many ways you can get your other players involved to help honor that PC that just died. Well, I, the, one of the coolest things that I remember, and I still remember it to this day, is I had a paladin who died in a, quite an epic fashion. But what ended up happening was there was a bard in our, in our group, 
and the bard uh, in this funeral for this particular uh, ceremony composed a song. Now he didn't actually sing the song because the guy couldn't sing worth a lick. But he That's great. but he yeah. read the lyrics to the song uh, as part of the service uh, and pretended that he you know obviously role played that he was singing it and playing his lyre at the same time. Uh, a pretty cool way to get, especially based on character class, to get somebody involved. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this discussion on funerals and how to put on a funeral for your PC and to honor them after it has been their time in your campaign that it has passed. Ian, if our listeners would like to get in touch with us, maybe write to us about some ideas for funerals that they have for their PCs or maybe a story about a time that one of their PCs or one of their PCs had a funeral, where can they get in touch with us at? Yeah, they can email us at dungeonmasterblock, that's dungeonmasterblock with no S, at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on iTunes with a five-star review, and you will get on one of our upcoming episodes with your review being read. You can follow us on Twitter at DMS underscore block. That's at DMS block. And you can like our Facebook page. Both of those places are great places to go for updates about the show and all around D&D goodness. We have a Patreon member shout-out of the week, and this week's Patreon member shout-out goes to... Jesse Linonen! Thank you, Jesse. We appreciate your support. Jesse is a bronze dragon, so Jesse is able to enjoy all of our bonus pods. We hope that you're enjoying the story times for the campaign, The Call of a Spirit Charmer, right now. Yeah. He's also got the use of fearsome lightning breath. (laughs) This podcast is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows like The GM Showcase, Geek Wars, We're So Bad at Adventuring, and more. Well, that's it for this episode of the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all their people at the table. This is Dungeon Master Ian saying we'll see you next week. And keep on Dungeon Mastering. Goodbye.